0: and we can be a light to the world. So church is, is, is a community of faith and belief that is designed to, to strengthen us, so, to refill us so we go out and pour out. So to, to going through a fast and a prayer is a challenge, but it creates the space. I mean, literally, fasting is, is, is creating space for God. It's creating space for him. So what space? What, what, what do we do with that? What do we do with the space? What do we do with that? So the thing that God dropped in my heart in the beginning as I've prayed, and thought about it, and I've made some notes throughout the last three weeks just for this night, just to encourage you and speak to you, is about more. Okay, it's about more. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad 2020 is over. Um, I, I, I feel like 2020 was about less, not more. I believe the enemy tried to use it to bring us down and, and to discourage us and to overwhelm us and to cause us to question God, to question leadership, to question anything and everything. Uh, I still question data. I still question all kinds of stuff about what we went through. There's, I mean, it's I, this is who I am, okay? So I don't. You know, I, I don't know whether I'm getting fact if it's if it's motivated by some other form or design or thought process to bring to control me and to control us. And so I, I'm through with 2020. I'm looking ahead. So I, I my thought tonight is uh, less became the theme of 2020, and I want more to be the theme of 2021. Okay, I want us to think in terms of more. I want us to think in terms of this idea that God has more for us, that he literally has more for us. Amen. Hey, I forgot to mention Brian. I'm sorry. I'm just like just blowing. I'm just going. Hey, welcome. Welcome, Brian. Uh, um, is it's is son-in-law, right? Yeah, son-in-law to Larry. Larry brags on him all the time. We weren't going to say that in public, though. We don't want him to know that but uh, we welcome it which church are you pastoring baptist. sir central baptist. central baptist so we give him a hand and we appreciate him joining us today so um y'all I get going I just forget everything so I apologize uh, i may not remember who who's here tonight so i'm just so so i'm getting my binders binders back on so here here here's the thought let me, I'm going to say a few things about this mindset of us because I believe less is a mindset. I believe the enemy traps us and, and controls our thought process through events and circumstances. And before long, we're thinking and, and feeling and functioning in a less mentality. OK, so less is about yesterday. Less is about where I've been. Less is about what I've missed. Less is about why I am where I am. Um, less is for those with no passion, those uh, without vision, those who are satisfied where they are. Less. 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 Here's what less is. Less is the enemy's trap for those unaware God's more. Do you hear me? Less is the enemy's trap for those unaware that God's got more for us. We need to be reaching and striving for more. But the enemy traps us in thinking we should, this is it. Uh, less is the enemy's bait for those who are looking for comfort and convenience. I mean, he. He he throws it out there in front of us and and, 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 and hooks us into the idea that that's good enough. It's good enough. Where you are is good enough. Less is the enemy's source of satisfaction for those who hunger for righteousness has left them due to their refusal to receive God's more. God's offering us more. God has more for us. God wants to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are made perfect towards him, the scripture says. So, I'm through with it. I'm through with less, and I'm guilty, brother, uh, Dr. K. I'm guilty. Uh, I told y'all I preach excessive interest off of me. Okay. So, the danger for me is is that I can I can name and and I've had conversations with Don and Amy in the office uh, in the last few weeks and talking about stuff and something will come up that I do so, and and they'll look at me and like you do what and so like i'm you know i have all these things i serve in for the district all these things i'm a part of in the uh in, in the in this local section right here in the birmingham state. It's just all these responsibilities i am I'm, I'm a part of so too much too much uh too many jobs too many things and and i i build that message off of me because in that part of the message because we can get so busy that we miss out on the more and we think that God's, boy, he's put me here, so this is awesome, but, but I, I'm guilty of not saying no enough. I, I, I'm guilty of not saying no to so many things that I, I, they're good things, but they're not the great things that God has for me. Amen? So when we think about what less is, and whenever I say I'm through with it, I, I, I want you to understand, and I, I, I want you to say this with me, I receive more. Because God has more for us. I think it's good for us to speak that out. I receive more. Amen. And I say that because more is about today and about what God, God's plans are for us tomorrow. That's the more. I mean, something happened just today. Um, I can't go into details about it, but it was something that was going on. And I was talking with this individual and they came to me and they shared me, shared with me how God had orchestrated a moment that, that there was great concern over the outcome of, of a situation. And then all of a sudden today, this event took place that that means that weeks ago, in the planning getting to this day and the next day, in the planning to get to what could have been a, 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 an overwhelming moment, this event, this one thing took place that made us go, whoa god you had this planned all the time amen i mean he's so much he's so far ahead of us and he's got such a bigger plan for us so there is more and i want to receive that right Uh, more is about where i am where god's calling me it's about what god has for me that i refuse to miss out on more is mine because of god's love for me and his grace supplied through the sacrifice of christ jesus that's where more comes from God love. God's love gives me more purpose every day, which is why we cry out and I cry out and you cry out. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. I want more. I want more of him. I want more of his presence. I want more understanding of him through the scripture. I want to feel and sense the, the, what I call the more of his leading by the spirit. I mean, he has that for more. So, so here's what more is. More is about his strength and song in me uh, that the scripture says will come forth from me that creates in me this this ability this vision to see the things that are not as though they were that's what faith is and so suddenly through that i get to the point that i am operating according to the scripture according to his riches and glory in christ jesus that's how many of us don't want to be in that spot right I want to be in the place that I'm operating, I'm functioning in the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. More. It's ours because we refuse to be satisfied with the status quo. We can't be comfortable with where we are as a church. Brian, your church can't be comfortable. None of us can be comfortable where we are as a church. We can't get to the point that we say, hey, this is good, this is enough, this is fine. Because there's lost people all around us, and God's called us to reach those people. That's the more. That's the more for evangel. That's the more for central. That's the more for any church in this community, is that we understand that this is not where we're supposed to end the journey. This doesn't end it. God's more causes us to be keenly aware of the trappings of less. God's more creates in us a hunger for... The, that won't be satisfied with the comfort convenience of some shallow, superficial religious practice that we learned. His more causes us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what it's all about. He said, seek first my kingdom above uh, he said, seek my kingdom above all else in the verse that we read this morning. I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm through with less. I'm through with less. I receive more. So I'm going to give you a few things, okay? I'm going to name a few things. And they're, they're, it's not word, It's not a statement. And you know, you guys, y'all know I sort of give you some points along. So if you're taking notes, this would be a long point to write down. So I'm just telling you, don't feel like you got to write anything down. I, I'm just. Gonna, there's some verses, they'll come up on the scripture, the majority of them. The ones that I didn't give you, Amy, don't sweat it. Um, because I didn't give her all of them because I got too many. Anyway, so first. If you're here and you are far from God, listen to me. If you're here and you're far from God due to sin in your life, the scripture declares there's more for you. I'm going to give it to you, Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift. I mean, who doesn't want something free? I mean, who doesn't want something free? The free gift from God, of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, through Christ Jesus our Lord. I mean, he offers you more than the sin-filled, sin-controlled life that you're living in. If If you're far from God, God has so much more for you, and it begins in Christ. He offers more of himself, more of his grace, more of his mercy, more of his hope, more of all the things that is contained in him. 3.23 323 in Romans says, For everyone is sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. So here's what I want you to understand. If you're far from God today and you need you need to get you you need to deal with that, you need you want more of life, then you gotta begin in Christ. You got to begin at this place where you understand that there's this free gift of salvation, free gift of eternal life found in Christ. But you've got to understand that we all had the same starting place. I was as lost as that as you are if you're if you're far from God. I was as I was I've been I I was as look so uh, let me say this. I'm fixing to mess around a little bit. So, I I understand. I so how did I do this? tactfully? So I was raised in church. Man, I was in the altar at ten. I got me some Jesus, boy. It was good. It lasted till I got driver's license. I got driver's license 30 days before I turned 15. That's a scary thought for anyone at this point in time, right now. I wondered when my boys got driver's license 16, if we'd live. Debbie and I, if we would live, not worried about them, but riding with them. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I, I I I received about a 5,000 pound vehicle at. At the day I got my license that I be- well, actually I was driving at thirteen, I had a truck I hunted with, but anyway, that's another discussion that's illegal, and we can't put out there uh but so man i I'd lived for Jesus right up until then, and I got so far from God, y'all, I got so far from God, so this could be a discussion about whatever you it could be about maybe you're far from God, you started that with him, and you're not with him now. We're not going to get into the details of it other than I don't want to die far from him. I want to die close to him. Amen. You understand what I'm saying here? So I, I'm, not, I'm not into something, I'm not trying to get into something theological. I'm talking about a personal experience. And if you are in a place where that you are far from God and you've had a personal experience with God, but you know right now in your soul it, it is a long way from where you were when you were close to him, The answer then is to understand that no one in this place and no one out there that might hear this is judging you for where you are because we were all in that same spot. We've all been there, done that, that's my point. Romans 3, 25 and 26 says, For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The sacrifice shows that God's being fair when he held back and did not punish those who who sinned in times past. But listen to this. It says, for he was looking ahead and and including them in what he would do in this present time. All of us, all of our more is in that passage. All of our more is in that passage passage all of our more is found in jesus christ god saw our need understood the struggle and provided more through his son jesus the verse goes on reads this way god did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in jesus that's good news isn't it that's more That's more than I could ever ask or think possible. But there's more. There's more. Okay, so that's a good starting point. That's where we all start out at. That's where every one of us have to start. We have to start with Jesus. We have to start with our life laid out before him, confessing our sins, believing that God sent his son to die for our sins, raised him up, in, and is, he's at the right hand of the father interceding for us right now so i i mean that's a good spot to start but there's more second if you're if you're in a point if you're here and you feel bound by 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 teachings or practice or something that that you've heard in the past or that you're currently in anything like that the, the scripture declares there's more for you i would give you some thought right here romans eight thirty one through 39 it's a whole chunk of passage and Amy, y'all give Amy a hand. She worked so hard at getting all the verses up for y'all. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? Okay, so what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? So I'm going to give you the things. Okay, real quick. I feel like I like to bullet this one out. So I'm a, y'all should see my notes. They're green and red and blue and black letters. I got I mean, I got all kinds of colors in it and bullet points. That's just I, So, so I, I read this years ago, and I thought, oh, man, that's saying something. So I dug into it more and more, and here's what I think it's saying to us. There's some wonderful things that he has for us that's the more that we ought to be building our life off of. It's like the foundational thought for us after we've come to Christ. You ready? Here they are. It says this. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Number one. If you're writing, putting numbers out, write that down. If God's for me, who can be against me? That's more, right? Yeah. Is that not more? I mean, we just talked about the devil getting driven out of the fire and jumping on us and latching on. Look, shake him off and tell him I ain't taking less no more. Right. That's found in your relationship with God. If God is for us, who can be who, who can ever be against us? This is about relationship. This is about a relationship that we, that we have begun with Christ. It's about a relationship that God has offered us with Him through His Son Jesus. Since, listen, sec, since He did not spare even His own Son but gave Him up for us all, won't He also give us everything else? Is that not more? I mean, there's more. That's more for us. What's he talking about when he says that? Here's what he said. It's understanding that he is our provision. He is just, he's not just the source of life for us, but he is a provision to us day after day after day. Everything that, everything else, he gives everything else. Everything else of what? Everything else that you'll need to experience life. Who dares, the scripture says, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No, no one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. I mean, that's, that's the more. Here's what that verse tells me. I can tell the devil to get behind me. That's what that verse says right there. That verse gives me the authority to say to my enemy, you need to get behind me or I'm going to put my foot on your head. I'm going to throw you in the fire. I'm through with it. I'm through with the lies. I'm through with the deception. I'm through with it. I want all God has for me. And so that's where, that's where, how many of y'all, you remember the song we used to sing? He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Y'all remember that song? Man, that was a good one, buddy. We'd get around, just start bouncing around. He's under my feet. Oh, that's a good one. You need to get to the place every day that you wake up and tell the devil, you're under my feet. I'm not listening to what you have to say about me or about this day. That's the less. I want more. Then the verse makes this statement. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised alive for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Ever... i think the king james says they're ever making intercession for us ever making this is i understand intercession i i've i've practiced and 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 experienced intercessory prayer i've worked it's a it's work it's uh, so intercession people called intercessory prayer they're they're i mean they're laborers is what they are they carry the load uh This verse gives a different little, this this thought right here gives a little tweak to it. Pleading for us. Pleading for us. The son pleads our case. Intercedes for us. Gets between us and what is happening. And says to the father, no, they are mine. That's why when he looks at you, he doesn't look at you. He looks at Christ in you, which is more. More. Than you could ever ask for. So, what we begin to understand here is this you're no longer a citizen of this old world, right? Listen, verse 35 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Can anything ever, you know, there's been days I thought I was separated, but I always go back to this verse. There's been days I felt like God doesn't left me, I mean, or I'd left him, I couldn't figure it out. It's usually my fault, probably. I'm quick to take the blame. I probably say I'm sorry too often. But here he says, does does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death, as the scriptures say, for your sake we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. That's a powerful verse right there. That's a heavy verse right there. It's heavy because suddenly there's something going on in here it looks like that maybe we haven't c- considered the fact that you no longer belong to this world. you no longer belong as a citizen of this 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 old world you you're no longer you're no longer you you're this is no longer your home, you're passing through. We're citizens of heaven. We got something set out there ahead of us, a promise that's been made to us, a second coming that I'm looking for, something that's going to be glorious because I'm going to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye, the scripture says. There's something new. And so suddenly I got to begin to think about this. Can anything separate me from a love that has been set out for me and made for me and designed for me and purposed for me and and? And, and establish that nothing can upset or move. Hmm. I'm not threatened by this system anymore. I, I had to read this several times over the last few months. Because, boy, I was frustrated at the system. I was frustrated at the system. One of my weeks of fasting, the last week of fasting, I said, I'm through with news. This is gonna fast news. This is gonna fast. I, somebody said to me yesterday, did you, "Did you see something that had been done?" On, uh, and I, I said, "No, no, no, no." Well, here's—I said I don't even want to hear. It was my son. He told me anyway. <laughs> that's, that's what children do. Because he was frustrated. <laughs> we belong to the one. uh, the creator of the universe I mean what is more for us what is more for him he's made it all he designed it all he's in it all he's active around each one of us every day he is present in the time of need he's always there there's nothing that I can imagine the the scripture makes this statement in uh, verse uh, 37 no despite all these things all these things which things Ah, trouble calamity persecution hunger destitution danger threaten of death despite all those things i can't imagine there being much more amen but despite all those things overwhelming victory is ours through christ who loved us look look we got to get in this. we got to get to this point. This is our year to walk in this promise. This is our year to walk in this confidence. This is our year for more. This is your year for more. It's time we start living like we don't belong here anymore. We start living in an understanding that he has created for us something that is greater than we can imagine. It's time we become convinced God's more is greater than our less. See, because we get comfortable with our less. God's got more. This is, the, so, so verses 38 and 39, I love them. I sort of like to think of them as God's more for each of us, okay? Because I think, I think more begins in a, as a state of mind, a, a sense of knowing, a relational commitment uh, that we believe in. So here we go, 38 and 39. And I am convinced, we need to leave here tonight convinced. I'm not going to say anything else yet. You need to to become convinced. Look, that person I talked with today about that event that took place that was leading to another event that's going to create an opportunity for another event that's going to be something that, uh, I can't tell you all of it. It's that big. I just want you to get convinced that he's that active. I just want you to understand he's that active. He's that involved. I am convinced that nothing ever, nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels or or demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's revealed. In Christ Jesus our Lord, that's more. Was Miss Was it Miss Sonia? Was that the she's found more? That's right. Today, this morning, what I don't know the time. 9:30 this morning. She found out there was more. She knew it. She was convinced of it. She lived a dedicated life to Christ right up until 930 this morning, and she went through a transformation and a transition from one world to the other that made her go, whoa. if y'all just knew what there was. See, we got to be convinced of that. we got to be convinced of that. we got to com- be convinced this is real. The, a matter of fact, I'll, I'll do this. We're more convinced. I really need to end by seven thirty because the nursery workers are riding me hard these nights. So I'm gonna work hard at this. So, so, so what we need to be, yeah, what I, okay. So I think we're more convinced. I think we need to get convinced about stuff like we, like, like. So how could I explain this? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you as an example, like I always do. If I buy you any other form of Coke product other than Coke or any other thing titled Coke, what do you think? It's not as good. It's, as good. it's Coke or nothing, which is Diet Coke actually. But it's, you know, don't come in here with one of them Thunder things or something like that. You know, they. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, my children. One of my more than my children drinks. Um, a a, a Dr. Pepper, and and he'll take a Mr. Pill, but he says, they ain't the same. Well, I tell him, I know it's not the same. It's not even named the same. No, no, Dad, that's their product that's supposed to match. It's not the same. There's only one. And so all I'm saying is, is there's a, we are convinced over stuff that we won't take anything else for it. You need to get convinced so that you won't take anything else other than what God has for you. So, real quick. The third is if you're here and you're sick in body, the scriptures declare there's more for you. Isaiah 53, 5. It's so clear. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. Whole, what's whole mean? That means my mind is, my mind, is, I can go to sleep at night. Whole body, mind, soul spirit whole he says he was whipped so we could be healed that's the more jesus made a way listen he has bore our sickness and sorrow and made a way for us to be healed and whole that's more that's more than we're accepting that's more than we're we're focused on dr k you said it you said in your testimony The difference in those who survive and don't is not the ones who fight the cancer. It's the one who believe God's got more. That's what you were saying. They believe there's a calling that they've got to complete and they're going to do whatever's necessary to get to that. That's the more. They believe there's more. They believe there's more. We've got to get to the place that our belief of what God has for us controls and overwhelms anything else. Fourth. If you're here and you need healing in your mind, the scripture declares that there's more for you. I'm going to give you a passage, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. By the way, let me throw a quick point in there. This is a this is a determined act. It's not just it's, so. So it's not just that God fills us with joy. It's that we have to be determined in the act of rejoicing. You see, because when he says always be full of joy in the Lord, yes, I—what what is that? Where is the joy coming from? It's coming from me to understand God's got more. It's my understanding that he's got more. He's with me. He hasn't forsaken me. I'm not alone. I, we could just go name, thing, thought, after a thought all the way through. To the point that when we wake up, we say, you know what? God's good. You know what? I know what's I know what today's got in store. I know I got a doctor's appointment. I know this is going on at school with my kid. I know I got that. But you know what, Lord? I'm going to rejoice. and I'm going to say it again. You're good, and you've always been good. You will always be good, and I've got victory today. And we got to get to the place that we operate and we function in the more. He says, let everyone see that you are considered in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. If you were marking your Bible or anything, it would be good to mark that spot right there. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts. Here's you another thought. We talked about verse, Psalm 130, verse 6. It says, you know, he says, I long for you like centuries do for the dawn. Like centuries look and do uh, and, and long for the dawn. You know what the century is? It's the same word as this word guard your heart. It's that the Holy Spirit wants to get on top of the wall and guard you and watch. Yes. He wants to get there and watch. And he wants to protect you and keep you and call to arms whenever some danger is coming. You've got to be listening and open. That's the more he's got for us. So, watch this. It goes on. It says, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. There's another one of those things you underline. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, oh, wait a minute. Did it just do that? Yes, it's done it twice. Then the God of peace will be with you. This is interesting to me. Listen, there's more to following Christ than just thinking good thoughts. There's the expectation in the scripture that we are to walk the walk. And, and, and that's where peace, the peace of God comes in. Well, watch this. Here it is. It's said in the first part, then you will experience God's peace. But then in the bottom it says, then the God of peace will be with you. I need, the, I need to experience God's peace. I found that at salvation. Y'all found that at salvation, right? God's peace. His peace that floods your soul. But man, let me tell you something. When you get to the point that you're, you're operating in the more, I believe that's when the peace, the God of peace, the God of peace, there's an awareness that I've moved from just God's peace to the God of peace being with me it's whenever i get to the point that i i i don't remember the person who did it some of y'all would but it's 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 the person who wakes up and sees the devil at their bed and they just roll over and say oh it's you i want to get so full of god don't you i want to get so full of god that that whenever the enemy shows up i just sort of snicker at him i'm one of those kind of guys i like (laughs) it's you I do that, Doug. Anyway, uh, oh, I got a great story, but I ain't got time to tell. I'm running out of time. Um, <laughs> what are you after in this relationship you've been given with God through Jesus Christ? What are you after? What are you expecting? What are you after? What more? That's right. <laughs> are you satisfied? okay here you go are you satisfied with the peace of god or do you want the god of peace to be with you each and every day it looks like this scripture separates the two not that the not not that the peace of god is not enough it's just i think there's more i mean the peace of god is awesome god's peace is awesome but to know the God of Peace is with me. Then I can look at, I can look at danger. I can look at torture. I can look at uh, threatening of death. I can look at all those things and think, hmm. So, I mean, the God of Peace is with me. What you got to say about that? You know, twenty twenty one is our year to believe God and receive more. Here's the more. I'm gonna give you a few. More souls into the kingdom. More healings and miracles for the glory of God. More wholeness in minds and hearts. More restoration in relationships. More prosperity spiritually and financially. More people baptized in the Holy Spirit. More people added to the church daily. Peep, more people in the Mount Olive community drawn to the lifted Christ. More, yeah, more, more schools being being revolutionized by the radical lives of young people, seeking more, wanting more, finding out that there is this God of peace that wants to be with them and show himself strong to them. I mean, that's what we want, right? Let me ask you, let me ask you a point, Brian. Who is Jesus to you? You see, Matthew 16 gives this story this this event that took place and it was jesus talking with folks like you and me people who were followers of christ disciples so they were with him and matthew 16 tells this story of his little conversation that he had with him i think it's a good conversation to have repeated tonight so go with me it's on verse 13 and following matthew 16 13 when jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples who do people say that the son of man is well they replied some say john the baptist some say elijah and some uh and others say jeremiah or one of the other prophets then he asked them but who do you say i am see so i'm gonna stop right there and i want to just say something i think it's important we understand right now that we're in a time where a lot of people are saying who jesus is a lot of folks are trying to define who Christ is, but most of them are not defining it based off of the, the living word. They're defining it off of personal preference. They're defining it off of cultural uh, uh, comfort, okay? And so what we've got is we've got a case now to where we can pull our phone up, our smartphones, which is not the smartest thing in the world, but anyway... Um, we we pull our phone up. We look at all this stuff, and we find all this stuff. I mean, you can Google anything now. Our little uh, Debbie, Debbie got a Roomba for Christmas. Shh, vacuums. So it runs around on the hard floors. Uh, I love it. I haven't swept since. Okay. Uh, but the little spinner thing, it's got a little little side brush that runs on it. Well, it quit spinning. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I don't know. And so we fooled with it, and it worked, and the next day, she turned it on this morning. She come in there. She said, "That that little spinner thing's not working on it again. You need you need you need to go look at it." I said, "You turn it off." She said, "No, it's in there running." I said, "Well, what good's that doing?" Sp- this, so this is our life this morning. What what good's the spinner doing if you? I mean, it's probably not picking up. Well, she said, "I don't think that's what makes it pick up." So we had a conversation about what the spinner thing does. <laughs> this is very very real. This is very real for us. And so I said, okay, I'll look at it. And so I'm sure enough, I get ready to go in there. So I have to cut it off. It's trapped over. It looks like it's trapped over behind the Christmas tree. We celebrate Christmas a long time. Excessive interest here. Um, so I get it out. And I. so what I do? I get my phone out. Type in, you know. I robot Roomba, you know, spinner thing not working. Sure enough, somebody put that same thing, find out, all I gotta do is remove a screw. I fix it, I get it running, I walk back in there with the little stuff that's collected around the spinner thing under the bottom of it that I had to remove it to get it out. And I said, Here's what was in it. She goes, Oh, good. She didn't care, she just wanted to work. Amen. Every man say amen. amen. Uh, so they don't care, they just want us to make it work. Just make it work. And so I got it working. Anyway. Uh, um, We're in a time, we're in a time where this this thought, this reality, what we see being read right here is actually happening in our day. There There is the effort by many in the world to define Jesus according to who they want him to be. And so what we've got here is, john peter i mean simon peter has this revelation i mean he gets it he gets it just boom he's got it and so simon peter answers you're the messiah the son of the living god and jesus replies you are blessed simon son of john because my father in heaven has revealed this to you you did not learn this from any human being look i must say this The more God has for you won't come from me. The more God has for Central won't come through Brian. The more God has for any believer is going to come from the Father. It's going to come from the Spirit. It's going to come from the Word. It's going to come in revelation. It's going to come in truth. It's going to come in a power of transformation. It's going to cause you to wake up different when you get it. It's going to cause others to look at you and say, "What, what does that mean? What's going on? It's going to cause Jesus, the Father, to look and say, ah, oh, you're blessed because you get it. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And in verse 19, this is it. Look, you want more? I'm going to give you the facts. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I declare evangel and all who attend to be loosed to receive more in 2021. In the name of Jesus, I, I, I believe God has confirmed to us that he has given us keys to the kingdom, and that if we will stand in him, knowing that he is standing with us and we will use those keys that we will unlock the revelation of who he is and that will bring transformation to people left, right, north, south, east, west, before us, behind us. We will see God move again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. you're far from god and need to come back to him maybe you got some teachings or practices that you don't that don't line up with god's more for you you're sick physically or mentally god has more god has more barry will you come up So I'm going to open the altar, and I'm just going to give you an opportunity. We're going, to, we're going to just, I want you to sort of move your thoughts into prayer right now. I just want you to just, you can close your eyes if you want to. I'm going to talk to you for just a minute, but I just want you to start setting your heart and your mind towards Christ and towards God's word, what you've heard, what he spoke to you, because you may not, it may not have been that you've needed the whole message. Maybe there was a word that he spoke in here that's penetrated, that's pierced something in you that's pointed something out maybe he's touched something in you that he's calling forth out of you that he's wanting to heal you of or or deliver you from or, or maybe just encourage you in and to know that there's more that's what that's what he wants tonight he wants you to know there's more so I want to make it available to you. I I, I just feel like the Lord has made available more. And whatever it is, we, we left something sitting on the altar this morning. We left something that we had tolerated in our lives. A few came and laid out some things that maybe they were tolerating that shouldn't be in them some things they have permitted. So the altar call tonight is about permitting something. It's about permitting the Holy Spirit to have his way in us. It's about permitting God's more to be established in us. It's about saying to the Lord, I want all you've got for me. I want all you've got for me. And I feel like maybe I haven't got. I haven't received that. You've spoke this to me, and I need to get this. And so I want to invite you. If you need healing, physically, emotionally, if there's something you're wrestling with. We can anoint you and pray for you. If you need to come to Christ, you need to make Jesus Lord. Not just, not just. Not just to come to say you did it, but to come and determine from this day forward that you're going to follow him. That you're going to choose him each day. You're going to declare that your old man's dead every morning. The new man in Jesus, the new woman in Jesus is going to live. And the more that God has is going to be felt and known. That's you. Listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to open the altar. I want to invite you to come. I'm going to give one other point to this altar call. I said this this morning. Your minds, you got your head bowed. Let's just listen. I believe at Pentecost, the greatest promise, with the exception of salvation, there was the salvation promise, but I believe at Pentecost, the greatest promise to the believer, to the believer, the greatest promise to the believer was made and offered and that was that we would receive power when the Holy Spirit when we were baptized in the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit come on us then we'd be witnesses the scripture says. so it's a power promise. there's a salvation promise that's required for you to get the power promise but if you're saved then anyone can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I believe that promise, was made to believers, to disciples, to people who are choosing to follow Christ, because God knew what it would be like when folks start getting cut in half. He knew how difficult it'd be whenever people start getting drugged through the streets and stoned. He knew there would take, it would take something supernatural in us to enable us to testify and to speak of the things that God had done. And so you may not have faced that. You may not feel like you need that right now. But if you can understand that this is free a gift of salvation, why would you not want it? Why would you not choose it? The evidence is a prayer language. Scripture calls it tongues. We believe it's the initial evidence of the baptism. I'm not going to pick hairs over that or choose sides over that i'm just going to tell you god's got more for you and if you want it he offers it so tonight if you'll stand with me i just want to do this if you're here and you need you need prayer for healing we'll anoint and pray for you if you need prayer for salvation we'll agree with you and we'll watch as christ transforms your life right here right now if you need the baptism of the holy spirit you've been seeking that's